Hey, everybody, and thanks for tuning in to the Effort of Community Church weekly podcast, a conversation with our pastors and leaders meant to continue encouraging you to know God, know freedom, know purpose, and make a difference. Hey, Effort of Community Church, it's great to be with you once again here for our weekly podcast. My name is Matt Swords, the pastor of discipleship, joined by Jim Ehrman, who is our teaching pastor. And uh, we're excited just to break down the message that Kevin brought this past weekend, as well as we're going to take some time to look forward into this coming weekend. Jim's going to be preaching, so we'll cover that in a few moments. But uh, to look back on Kevin's message, it was titled The Road to More out of Ephesians 3.20, How God Can Do Immeasurably More uh, Than You Can Ask or Imagine. And uh, really encouraging us as his church, uh, God's church, not Kevin's church, uh, that like he not only can do. Thank you for that. Note. Yeah. Well, the way it came out, I'm like, I need to clarify that for <laughs> someone. Exactly right. <laughs> There's uh, someone in not, a cult right now. At, going, at least for like Kevin it. himself, that needs clarified because he'll say that all the time. This is not my church. This is God's church. So God's church this weekend, Ephesians three twenty. It's not only enough that he can do what you ask or imagine, because that would be sufficient. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Um, he can do more than you ask or imagine. That would be awesome. And as Kevin mentioned, this is called adjective stacking. He can do far immeasurably more beyond what you can ask or imagine. Like the adjectives are just piled on to express the reality that God can do more than we ask or imagine. <laughs> you so, said that like nine times. That's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So... Uh, Jim, what goes through your mind when you hear that verse? And you know, as you know, yeah, what goes through yeah, your mind? Accor- when you hear that? Yeah, I, 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 the verse, and then according to the power that is at work within us, right? And I think for someone that didn't grow up in the charismatic stream of the church, I mean, I, I hate to go there as often as I do, but you have to understand that there is so much of my Christian spirituality that was built on what I would call natural law. Like if you live a certain way in God, I'm not mm-hmm. even talking doing works, just you live a certain way, you get the blessings of God. Yeah, and I interpreted Proverbs. that, right, as, mm-hmm. um, as almost the power of God and uh, really took the Holy Spirit and made the Holy Spirit something that was just something that sealed me for mm-hmm. a future day and a way of life. Um, and I think that, I think when I read now Ephesians 3 in this moment, and I'm like, hey, uh, you're right, you're not much, but I'm, I trust you, there is a power that's a work in me, and we know that Paul is linking it earlier in their chapter to the resurrection, right? He says, mm-hmm. there's a power at work in the resurrection. If you understood yeah. what that meant to be alive in you, of course you'd be doing more than you think you can imagine right now, because you are more than you can imagine. So I have to tell you, it's one of the reasons I still now believe we can break addictions. I yeah. believe we can break generational curses. I believe we can we can break cycles and habits. And not just that, I think missionally changing the world, not just getting our own interior life straightened out or our families systems change but actually doing something in the world i think we i think this verse is right on yeah i'm always happy to validate the scriptures you know mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> isn't that nice anyway thanks yeah for sure and so it um kevin used peter mm-hmm. as a as Great a example a, a, yeah exactly an example to uh, to show um how god can do incredible things through him um and um it was effectively portrayed against the weakness of Peter's That's life, right? right? right. And one, uh, one of my favorite passages out of Matthew 16 is when he says, who do you say that I am? And Peter responds with, you're the Messiah, you're the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus responds back with a prophetic reality of who Peter is uh, and what he is destined for mm-hmm. in Christ, That's where right. he says, uh, blessed are you, Peter, or Simon, 
For flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, uh, but my Father who is in heaven, and you shall be called Peter, and upon this rock I'll build my my church. church. And uh, Kevin brought that out to say that Jesus prophetically saw Peter's potential, and once he established that, then went right into, and here's where Peter was when he said it. And, And I love that because... Um, Peter, you know, as you know the Gospels and you know how the Acts turns out, he was was such a rock of the church. Literally mm-hmm. was uh, the one who was used as a vessel to that the Spirit used to bring 3,000 people into the kingdom through a message. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I love the encouragement that comes that despite the weak position that I'm currently in, mm-hmm. um, that God still has a promise of what he's made me for, that it is beyond what I can ask or imagine, and uh, I'm curious, Jim, like, yeah. maybe do you have any personal experience with that type of encounter with the Lord? And, and if so, I'd love to hear about that. And then also, how does that inform your pastoring, counseling, mentoring, you know, as you relate to other people where they're in a weak position? Um, how does this reality inform that? Yeah, yeah, right on. You know, uh, and I love this verse where Jesus, you know, he has him in Capernaum when he asked that question, which is always important to realize that Capernaum would be the Las Vegas of the United States at the moment. It's where you went to to kind of get away. There weren't a lot of Jews watching. There weren't a lot of Pharisees. And, and he takes his disciples to this sin city and asks hmm. them, who do you say that I am? So there's a whole lot that could go on there. But First of all, every young Jewish boy is already nervous just to be there. So mm-hmm. even Peter speaking up and throwing out a question like, well, I, I think you're the Messiah. I mean, you can say that in Capernaum. You say that in Jew- Jerusalem at that moment. You get stoned sure. by wow. the Pharisees around. So <laughs> this guy's actually confessing, I actually think you're God incarnate to Jewish theology. It was radically different. So here's a guy that gets it absolutely right, mm-hmm. probably gives one of the most profound answers disproportionate to his whole training and worldview yeah. at that time. Yep. And six verses later, we know he gets so excited he got the first one right that he's like oh no you won't die on the cross because jesus opens up then he's like oh my word simon this has been revealed from beyond to you and he i think jesus actually has a level of excitement about where they're at in their formation they're two years into becoming disciples right Mm -hmm. he's starting to see fruit and then he starts to say well maybe i'll tell him about how i'm going to die for him and peter's like you ain't going to die man i'm going to i'm going to kill anyone who tries to touch you and then he says get behind me satan so what that means for me is I can nail it just right in one area and have this whole other part of my life that Jesus is still developing wow. my, yep. my worldview and my yep. life. And, and so I carry mercy toward myself as a pastor and a minister. I carry mercy toward others as they're transforming. Mm-hmm. The key here, right, is that Peter was a man of humility that when he did have something pointed out, we know he changed. Because yeah. both he and Judas betrayed Jesus on that last yeah. night. Yeah. He knew what to do with it. Judas didn't. Yeah. And then later, Paul confronts him. You got the vision at Joppa, man. And you still are not hanging out with Gentiles like right. you should be. And yeah. Peter changes. He starts hanging out with Gentiles. So there's one thing about this man. It is humility. I am perfected in your weaknesses, where Kevin ended the message. Like, yeah. I'll take your weakness and make you great. So you'll get it so right some days and blow it on other days. Now, by the way, I'm not talking about rampant runaway sin here. I don't want this to become some major permissive thing. But I'm talking about in our formation, in what we're trying to do in the world, it's, it's touch and go sometimes. Right? Yeah. Man, is that not real? I mean, so often people can have a perspective, I know I did, um, where the person who's delivering a message so polished and so put together with such crazy stories and awesome testimonies and deep revelation, and you're like, all I can see is how I am not there. Exactly right. And yet, if we're not careful. And yet the reality, yeah, if we're not careful, and the reality is um, that we 
any power that any true power displayed through any human vessel is because there is an element that there was a weak area that was submitted to the Lord to fill with his power. And that they've now gotten a breakthrough and revelation they can give to others. Right. right? I oftentimes, I oftentimes say that, uh, you know, uh, uh, Jesus was able to walk on water, right? And and you'll just get me going. I just, I just, the point I'm just trying to make there is that there is a kind of authority that comes when you get previous breakthroughs, right? That that allow you to do these kinds right. of things. So that's one of the reasons I too, if I see someone who's super impressive in ministry or up front or in counseling, I sit and go, man, isn't that beautiful? Where they where they they they, they worked out that skill and that gift in the kind of anvil and the pressure of what was going on in the world, yeah. and now they're giving it back to us. So it's one of the reasons that keeps me from setting anyone up on a pedestal too because sure. I recognize that most of us are ministering out of weaknesses and previous breakthroughs of our own so yeah yeah that's so true there's a gentleman I was talking to and um, who a few weeks back we had a testimony about you know uh, a breakthrough that somebody had in their counseling journey and mm-hmm. inner healing stuff. And I was talking with another guy who would have said, yeah, I feel like I need to go through there and through that. And I would have immediately shared with him essentially saying, well, I did. And, right. and, right. and it wasn't actually 10 years ago. It was in the past six months. Like, and, and it was such a beautiful moment that almost liberated him to realize that like, wow, I'm not the only one. Or I'm not behind, or I'm not, right. There's nothing, there's, it's not, I'm, there's not enough, something wrong with me um, that I shouldn't be further than what I am. You know, God's meeting me right where I am. And this, you know, I, I personally love to tell people that like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm going through therapy. Yeah, I, I've done that. Um, and, and it wasn't 10 years ago. It was just six months ago. Like that's where I'm at right now. And it helps people to realize that like, man, we all, just our broken vessels doing our best to submit to a living God who loves us like a good father would mm-hmm. and wants to love a world that doesn't know him. And he's chosen to use broken vessels like this treasure hidden in earthen vessels, oh, as man. the word says. It is, I, I don't know, it is so empowering to people uh, to then, you know, in this specific gentleman I'm mentioning, um, was just like, he's like, I'm going to do it. All of a sudden, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to do this. And And if you think about where Kevin landed his sermon, you have Paul, the Apostle Paul, at the end of 2 Corinthians. And remember, the Corinthians are questioning his apostleship. If there's ever a time he should be dropping a resume of superstardom, it's to the Corinthians so that he can establish who he is in God. And remember, he ends 2 Corinthians by saying this, and he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for power is perfected in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, I will boast about my weaknesses that the power of Christ is dwelling in me, mm-hmm. that the power of Christ will dwell in me. And so, yeah, I, I don't want to become a church that's just over-fixated on all our broken spots, but I do want to be a church that welcomes the fact that yeah. we're all on our way to becoming like Christ, and it's in our weaknesses we get to see this power show up. That's right? so good. I think it is. I like the Bible. Big fan. Yeah. Big fan of the message. Yeah. Uh, Thank you, Kevin, for bringing that this yeah. past weekend. Uh, you can catch that message, obviously, on the website and our media page there or you can download the ecc app it'll be there as well and we're going to take a moment just to look forward to this coming weekend Yippee! jim you're going to be bringing the message Hercules. I so, am. yeah this is new members weekend yeah. real important 
Remember, the way we run um, so much, by the way, I keep looking at, we have a timer below the camera, so I keep forgetting to look at the camera. So if you all think I'm staring in, into space, it's not true. I'm looking straight at you now. But yeah, this week, just so you know, the way we do our sermons here is they run in five to six weeks. Um, and then all of a sudden, we might have a week or two that we take a little bit of a break before we launch into a new series. This is one of those break weeks. And Kevin turned to me a little while back. He's like, Jim, what would you do if you were just... And then we were like, hey, you know what? That happens to be New Member Week. And I'm like, hey, let's, why don't we talk about community? So the title of my sermon this week is going to be um, Why I Do Church and Why I Chose This One. I'm actually That's going awesome. to get a little bit more personal about um, why do I actually believe we're called to gather together and to be a people and a community? Not, I mean, uh, not just Christ followers, but I mean actually something called the church, which is two different things. I'll break it, be talking a bit about that this weekend. And then I'm going to tell a little story, tell a story of why I, I chose this particular community. Community. Um, anyway, going to be a, a lot of fun, I think, yeah. uh, establishing, even as people become members of our church, what are you stepping into, man? Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it as well. And if you're watching this and you're curious about membership, you're curious about ECC, maybe you've been watching online, you haven't been here before, or you've been coming for a while, want to learn more, uh, we encourage you just to email us, ask at effortycommunity.church. And you'll get connected with the pastor. We'd love to serve you and meet you however we can. Yeah. And uh, we're looking forward to this coming weekend. It's our new members weekend. Jim's bringing the message. It's going to be amazing. So thank you for tuning in once again for our weekly podcast. And we look forward to being with you this weekend here at the church and connecting with you again next week for our podcast. So until then, take care. God bless. Looking forward to seeing you again soon. Hope to see you soon. Bye. Hey, thanks again for joining us today. We hope that you've been encouraged by listening and that you'll join us again next week. You can listen to previous episodes, find additional resources, and of course, learn more about us by visiting effortofcommunitychurch.com. Effort